The following is another ESPN Sports presentation. ESPN Tri-Cities presents American Legion Baseball. Atherton looks back to runner at first, delivers to the plate, and calls three with the late steal there, and it looks like he's going to be out at second, tagged him on the foot. Today, Carney Runza opens their season with our tribal Grand Island Home Federal. High School Baseball on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. Casper swung on right back up the middle. That'll tie the ball game. That'll win the ball game for Carney. For the first time since the Boys State Basketball Tournament, Live Area Sports is back. It's Carney and Grand Island coming up next. But first, it's time for the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio Sports Director Doug Duda from Memorial Field in Kearney right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrids. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. Well, we are ready for game two of the doubleheader. Not going to waste any time. Seth Stroh is on the mound and standing in. Rand Sanders, he was the leadoff man last ball game. He will DH here. Carney Runza winning 17-2 in the opening game. And Seth Stroh's first pitch fires a strike. The second one is swung on and missed. And it is quickly 0-2. So if Grand Island had trouble hitting Mason Casper, who's very good, it's even going to be tougher to go off Seth Stroh, who's headed to Wichita State. And the 0-2 pitch called. Strike three. No, they're going to say one and two. Pardon me, the first pitch was a ball, so it's one and two. One and two to Rand Sanders. But Stroh, of course, we said headed to Wichita State. His older brother Gareth is going to follow him there now, leaving the Huskers and swinging a miss. Sanders, there is strike number three. Again, only one hit in the first game for Grand Island. That came from Jake Zesker, who will start this game. So it's Rand Sanders, the designated hitter, then Braden Wenzel at shortstop, batting second. Carson Cahoy, the center fielder will bat third. Our starting lot is brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney, and there's another strike. That was the problem in game one, especially for Grand Island pitching, finding the strike zone, and Kearney had a little bit of problem as the game progressed, but not near the problems that uh, the home federal team did, and just stepping back and rearing and throwing this one's outside, ball one. Jake Gustafson will be the cleanup hitter. He'll play second, batting fifth at first, Mike Berman, batting sixth at third, Trevor Johnson, who was the starting pitcher last game. Nick LaDuke's the catcher. He'll bat seventh. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Swung on and fouled back behind on that one. It's 1-2. Batting eighth and playing left, Jake Zesker. And batting ninth and playing in right field, Alex Hinken. He was also one of the pitchers last game. Jaden Jurgensmeyer will be the pitcher for Grand Island Home Federal. We'll set the defense here for Carney Runs in a moment. 17-2 winners in that opening game, scoring nine runs with two outs in the first and never looking back. Stroh up and in. And right now you can already tell Wenzel's going, man, every pitch seems to be a strike. He just about turned around on that one. Carson Cahoy waiting on deck as we're underway in game number two of the season. Over three months without live sports, and we are back at it. Three and two as this one sails outside to Wenzel. The first seven men were really, uh, were retired in that first game for Grand Island before some walks from Casper. And here's a 3-2 pitch down the middle. Swung on and missed, strike three. So two outs and two strikeouts here 
for Seth Stroh. For Carney, Mason Casper's at third. Brant Grosskreitz is at second. Tanner Johnson's at first. The shortstop is Seth Altwine. In left, Will Richter. In center is Braden Anderson. And in right, Connor Clevenger. The catcher is Lane Shires for the pitcher, Seth Stroh, who fires a fastball a little high. Ball one to Carson Cahoy. Infield playing pretty deep, actually off that infield turf as the 1-0 pitch is over the outside half taken for strike one. One ball, one strike to Carson Cahoy. Jay Gustafson would be next. Grand Island hoping to get something started off on a positive note here. That one got away from Stroh, and it's high. Shires goes up the ladder to make sure it doesn't go to the backstop. It's 2-1. and one. Braden Anderson makes a major shift in the outfield with the wind blowing in. And so far, the batter's looking like they're going to be behind Seth Stroh. He went from left center more towards right center. And the pitch swung on and missed strike two. Cahoy might have been guessing at that one. It was up and out of the zone. 335 to left, 325 to right, 396 and 390 in the deep alleys here at Memorial Field. And the 2-2 pitch, Cahoy just off the outside corner. Seth Stroh started walking towards the dugout, didn't get the call. In a 17-2 game, he would have got the call, but it's only the third batter here of game number two, and it's a full count. So Stroh's went to three balls on the first two hitters, and here he does get the call, crowded the plate, Cahoy, but... Stroh gets it in there and gets Cahoy looking and three straight strikeouts to begin the game. And just like game one, Grand Island goes down in order. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on. We go to the bottom of the first. Grand Island home federal nothing. Carney Runza coming to bat on ESPN Radio. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and product. From storm repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that has built itself on trust. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney. Voted best of Kearney five years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. And a proud supporter of Legion Baseball. Our five points batting order for Cardi Renza. Batting first and catching Lane Shires. Batting second at second base, Brant Grosskreitz. Doing the pitching and batting third is Seth Stroh. The cleanup hitter batting fourth, Mason Casper. Batting fifth in center field, Braden Anderson. In left field, batting sixth, Will Richter. The right fielder, batting seventh, Connor Clevenger. At first base, batting eighth, Tanner Johnson. And the shortstop, Seth Altwine. Will bat ninth, Altwine and Johnson and Anderson all getting the start this game. Anderson did come on uh, midway in game one to play defense and cut a couple of hits. Also saw a little bit of time as a relief pitcher. So Lane Shires will step into the batter's box. Shires in game number one walked, singled, and walked in his three plate appearances. And then Nolan Atherton came in and got a couple of hits. First pitch to him here is going to sail outside from Jaden Jurgensmeyer for ball one. 
It looked so innocent in game one. It looked like we were just going to be breezing right along, and then Carney scored nine runs with two outs. Here's one popped up behind the plate and over our heads out of bat, or out of play, a foul ball. Brought to you by Home Real Estate of Carney. There's no place like home. See Amy Johnson or Ryan Bruna today. One ball, one strike. On Lane Shires, followed by Brant Grosskreitz and Seth Stroh. And Jurgens Meyer tries a little curveball that misses ball two. Defensively for Grand Island, at third base, Trevor Johnson. Second base, Jay Gustafson. Mike Berman is at first. The shortstop, Braden Wenzel. The 2-1 pitch, fouled out of play. In left field is Jake Zesker. In center field, Carson Cahoy. In right field, Alex Hinken. The catcher in game two is Nick LaDuke. And Jurgensmeyer Jaden on the mound doing the pitching. Okay, it was all Carney in game one. We're just underway in game two on KXPN Carney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Curveball sails outside. Ball three, three, and two, two Shires. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. And the three-two pitch to Shires is just high. Thought about it. The knees buckled, but didn't get the call. It's going to be ball four. And Brant Grosskreitz will stand in there. Grosskreitz in game number one had two hits in five plate appearances. Put the bat on the ball four times. Did strike out in his first at-bat. Big lead away from first by Shires. Jurgensmeyer delivers for called strike one. Again, Grand Island playing it pretty much straight up. A little shallow in right field. The wind may have died down just a little bit. It started game one tonight at 20 miles an hour out of the north, but it's coming straight out of center field between 10 and 15. And here's one that is fouled straight back for Grosskreitz. He's down to the count 0-2. Our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate of Kearney. See Robert Kayat or Lori Sierra today. So no balls, two strikes. And Jaden Jurgensmeyer. Out of the stretch, fires high, ball one. One and two. Seth Stroh on deck, the leading hitter for Carney Renza, the last American Legion season. Again, out of the stretch, Jurgensmeyer. He's going to throw to first, and they got him. Jim Langan standing over at second says, You got him. And Shires, who had a big lead, did not get back to the bag right away. Good move over there, and he is picked off for. Out number one. So Grosskreitz now with the bases empty, and the one-two pitch is up 2-2. He's tried that a couple of times. Has Jurgensmeyer. Hasn't got the Carney batter to bite on it yet. And now out of the full windup, Jurgensmeyer will deliver curveball up, and it's full. Three and two. So Lost Shires, and now he's in danger of losing Grosskreitz after being ahead of the count, 0-2. And the 3-2 pitch. Swung on and grounded right towards second, snaring it and throwing over to first. Two up and two down. Jay Gustafson makes the play. So, again, a good start here to the first inning for Grand Island Home Federal. Let's see if they finish it off and send a scoreless one. Attention, the people on the fence in center field. Oh, my. Down. Yeah. We see some folks that have crawled to the top of the fence in center field. They just made the announcement here, and I'm not sure that we'll be able to resume play until they get down. Out there 
And again, uh, you're just able to watch if your family members, I know there's some folks that are putting it on Facebook Live and things like that, and we're glad that you're listening along with us here at ESPN Radio. But they have crawled the center field fence. Good idea. You just can't be there. And if you're going to be there, you got to be a little more conspicuous. Here's the pitch to Stroh. Outside corner, strike one. So Jurgensmeyer looking good here early on for Grand Island Home Federal in game number two. Everybody wants to see live sports. Stroh reaches out and slaps one towards right field. Running, running, and snagging it out of the air is going to be Alex Hankin. They had some problems with that in the first game. Hankin is able to run down a well-struck ball by Seth Stroh. So Stroh lines out to right, and Carney goes in order for the first time tonight. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on after one. Carney runs in Grand Island Home Federal scoreless in game two of today's doubleheader on ESPN Radio. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home, and I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Well, there, producer engineer Stacy Johns. I'm Doug Duda in the Carney Towing Repair broadcast booth at Historic Memorial Field. We go to the second inning, and it will be Grand Island sending Jake Gustafson, the second baseman, who just made a nice play up to the plate, and he'll take strike one. Seth Stroh struck out the side in the first inning. Jay Gustafson, Mike Berman, and Trevor Johnson will try to have a little bit better luck here in the top of the second for Grand Island Home Federal. A swing and a miss at a high ch- chasing that one is Gustafson, and it's 0-2. Ken Carney playing a little shallow and right. Braden Anderson, the center fielder, shaded towards right center. The 0-2 pitch, just high. Ball one. Good control so far, even though Stroh did get to a three-ball count on a couple of batters in the first inning. He was able to throw the strike right down the pipe when he needed to. It just seems like his fastball they won't be able to catch up to. And there is called strike three to Jay Gustafson. So Gustafson got called out on strikes two of his three plate appearances in the first game, and he gets called out on strikes here in the cleanup role in his first at-bat of the second game. Four batters, four strikeouts for Stroh. Mike Berman, he'll take strike one. Now it's just a case of somebody putting the ball in play. Try to slow Stroh down. Like Mason Casper, he'll work pretty quickly. Stroh right in the middle of that rubber. Kicks and deals, and that one will be fouled off the net. Strike two. So no balls, two strikes. Trevor Johnson, who will get the uh, start offensively after getting the starting nod at pitcher, but they are using the DH, Grand Island Home Federal, in both of the games. Carney electing not to. 0-2 pitch, swung on the off-speed pitch and missed. Shires has to dig it up and throw down to first baseman Tanner Johnson to uh, record the out, and he will. And 5-5 five for, five for Seth Stroh when it comes to strikeouts. And now Trevor Johnson... We'll stand in there. 
as we said, with just one hit in the first game, they're going to be challenged against Stroh if he's on, and he looks pretty good here in the season opener for him. Johnson stands in, and there's, just as we say that, <laughs> Seth Stroh sails one to the backstop. Lane Shires didn't even really try to go get that one. It was so high, and it is ball one. Nick LaDuke on deck. Sometimes maybe that's all Lelouch when he gets in there. Don't throw everything a strike. you got to make him think. But ball two as this one comes high as well. So Johnson ahead of the count, 2-0. Stroh quickly working. Swung on a miss, 2-1, right down the middle. Let's see if they start to shorten up a swing when they get a little farther down to the batting order here. Two balls, one strike. Trevor Johnson right down Main Street, but a little low, ball three. So three and one to Johnson, and I would imagine he's got to be taken all the way here, but I don't know that for sure. Three-one pitch, and high ball four. So after striking out the first five batters, Seth Stroh misses the strike zone four times here, and Trevor Johnson will get a two-out walk, and that'll bring up the catcher, Nick Leduc, who will take off all of his gear and get his first at bat of the season. Again, Carney Post 52 lost their first game today down at Lincoln Southwest, 5 to nothing, and then game two was rained out in the second inning. They were tied with Papillion at one apiece. Stroh's pitch out of the stretch, bounces off the plate, ball one. This is where Mason Casper was cruising along, and as soon as he got a man on, he went to the stretch and then walked three straight guys. Let's hope Stroh doesn't have the same effect here for Carney, and he doesn't. Rubs it right down the middle. Nick Leduc takes a rip at it at strike one. One ball, one strike. As the wind's shifting a little bit. Throw over to first. Not in time. Johnson will go pick it up. Tanner Johnson getting the start here in game number two at first. As the pitch is high, ball two. Two and one. Jake Zesker, who had the only hit in game one for Grand Island Home Federal, is standing on deck. Man at first with two outs here in the top of the second. Game two were scoreless between Home Federal and Carney after Runza won the opener 17-2. Stroh's 2-1 pitch swung on and missed strike two. Some good rips up there by LaDuke. He just hasn't been able to catch up to the Stroh fastball. Two balls, two strikes. Waiting for a ball to be put into play are his infielders. And here is one that is called low. And for the second time in the ball game. Stroh and Shires were already headed to the dugout, and umpire Dan Schmidt said, nope. So it's three and two. Last time that happened, he did get the called third strike on the next pitch. And that was to Carson Cahoy. Let's see what happens here. The runner will be away with two outs. Three and two pitch by Stroh to LaDuke, and it is going to be swung on and missed. Strike number three, and six outs and six strikeouts here for Seth Stroh. No runs, no hits. There were no errors. There was one man left on via the walk, and we go to the bottom of the second. It's Carney Runs a Nothing, Grand Island Home Federal Nothing on ESPN Radio. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Play ball! 
Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney Legion baseball team. I'd like to wish all the athletes good luck. Right. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer business and agribusiness banking. Offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. It's time to head to the shed and get fit. The Bike Shed. Our experienced staff is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. Check out the full line of bikes, treadmills, and all fitness equipment, including pickleball. We service and repair all bikes. Whether you're a casual or a professional cyclist, we'll assist you with knowledge, support, labor, and even custom bike setups. Call 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Head to the shed for your bike and fitness equipment. Proudly supporting Legion Base. American Legion Baseball here on ESPN Radio. We go to the bottom of the second. We're scoreless. Four Carney runs in. It'll be Mason Casper, Braden Anderson, and Will Richter in game one. Casper was the starting and winning pitcher. He had a double that got lost in the sun and the wind in right field and drove in a run. He had a single. He had a walk or hit by pitch, of course, and reached the last time on an error. So he's ready to stand in there, and the curveball. Slips out of the hands of Jaden Jurgensmeyer and stays high. Ball one. Casper at third base here in game number two. Jaden Jurgensmeyer had a solid first inning. And here's Casper popping one up into short left center. Going back second baseman. And Gustafson is going to get it. As that was a ball that in game one seemed to find all the holes. But not this time. A little pop up to the second baseman. And Casper is retired. So... Four up, four down. Now, Shires did start the game with a walk, but got picked off a first. Now, Braden Anderson, who had a couple of hits in game one, gets the start here in game two, and he is playing center field. He'll stand in there. And the pitch is on the outside portion, ball one, up and away for ball one. Again, tell you a little bit about the schedule here for these teams in a moment. Second pitch is going to be swung on and fouled out of play, brought to you by Home Real Estate of Kearney, there's no place like home. See Teresa DeLate or Gary Rubicek. Kearney runs it is scheduled to play at Elkhorn Mount Motco on Saturday. Weather permitting, those would be early games at 11-1, but again, it's supposed to rain Friday night and into Saturday. Then next Wednesday here on ESPN, they go to historic Duncan Field for a doubleheader against Hastings at 5. And their next home game is one week from tonight, a doubleheader against Columbus at 5. That rematch with Millard West is Saturday the 27th at 3.30. Grand Island will also play Millard West as the pitch is high again. Ball two, two and one to Braden Anderson. Fastball fouled back, stays off the net. It's two and two. Will Richter will be next. The first home game for post-52 will be next Wednesday when the Renza Seniors are at Hastings. They will be hosting the Hastings Johnson Imperial Juniors. Again, Carney five points and jerseys playing at St. Paul tonight. Another ball fouled out of play by Braden Anderson. Uh, Lincoln is the place for the juniors tournament this weekend. Again, Omaha Burke is where Grand Island is scheduled to play this entire weekend, a three-game series for Grand Island's juniors. Five points. They open at Lincoln Pius the 10th Sunday. And here's an off-speed pitch taken by Anderson for strike three. He'd been fouling off the fastballs, and then Jurgensmeyer dropped one in on him for his first strikeout of the ball game. And Will Richter, the left fielder, will stand in there. 
for Grand Island U-Save and Tom Dinsdale. They're at Danabrog Carol Bolas tonight. And then they have Carney coming up in two days. Ground ball, Richter over to short, picked up and fired over, and six up, six down. One was picked off, but a much better start here for Grand Island Home Federal as there are no runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on, had the one strikeout. And so the first two innings of game one took well over an hour. The first two innings of game two take about 20 minutes. And we are scoreless, headed to the top of the third on ESPN Radio. 2020 is the year to see clearly, so let us focus on you at Optical Gallery. Dr. Mandy Johnson and her staff proudly provide personal, professional eye care for the entire family. From comprehensive eye exams to glasses and contacts, Optical Gallery is your trusted source for quality eye care. Come check out our large selection of name brand frames, including Nike, Kate Spade, Jimmy Choo, Oakley, and Maui Jim. Schedule an eye exam today with Dr. Mandy Johnson and be on your way to 2020 in 2020. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney, where vision matters. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Along with our producer-engineer, Stacy Johns, I'm Doug Duda back here at Historic Memorial Field. Good crowd on hand for the game tonight. Family members and then some of the post-52 players are back from Lincoln, and they're watching the ball game here as well. Jake Zesker, who has the only hit of the night so far for Grand Island Home Federal, will stand in there. And he'll take the first pitch high, ball one, from Seth Stroh, who fires quickly in there for taking strike one. So one and one here to Zesker. Eight, nine, and one in the top of the third. It'll be Alex Hinkinen back up to Rand Sanders against Sestro. And he fires low this time. A lot of heat on that one, but it's low two and one. All six outs that have been recorded by Stroh have been via the strikeout. He did walk Trevor Johnson, though, last inning for the one base runner here with two outs. Top of the third and the pitch. There's one put into play towards right, coming in, and then going back, and it goes off the glove of the right fielder, Connor Clevenger, and that will be an error. But still, Jake Zesker is able to reach base for the second time tonight. That sun is a real tough one for the right fielders on both teams have had problems out there tonight. And that one just flat off off the glove. He came in and then realized, oops, I got to go back. And it looked like he was going to grab the baseball, but it dropped to the ground. And the leadoff runner aboard here for home federal. Alex Hinken will now come in. He squares to bunt. There's a fastball bunted down the first baseline right at Johnson. Nothing he can do but just pick it up and step on the bag. Good sacrifice bunt there by Hinken as he'll go down three unassisted in advance. Zesker over to second base. That was a pretty hot fastball that was inside, and he was still able to bunt it down the first baseline, but there was a lot of zip on it, and it rolled almost almost all the way to the bag. Stroh got off the bag, but Tanner Johnson was there. And Rand Sanders now will stand in. He struck out in the first inning. Some of these better hitters for Grand Island, if they just get the bat on the ball, the velocity of the pitch from Stroh will allow it to travel for him. And the pitch taken for strike one. 
Still looking for that first hit, but a hit here could put Grand Island on the board after losing the first game. Grand Island falls to Carney, runs a 17-2. Carney had nine in the first, all coming with two outs. Stroh checks the runner out of the stretch. He'll deliver, swung on and missed, strike two. And it is 0-2 with Braden Wenzel on deck. That bunt, the first out recorded, that wasn't a strikeout. And now an 0-2 pitch to the designated hitter here in game two, Rand Sanders. He was the shortstop in the opener. And Stroh going to bring more heat. Swung on and missed. Strike three, the seventh strikeout for Seth Stroh. And now Braden Wenzel will stand in there, one of those seven strikeout victims. Again, a big thank you to Marty Albrecht and the crew here for their hospitality and trying to Go through all the health guidelines to make sure fans can play and the players or fans can watch and the players can play. As the first pitch to Wenzel again, taken for strike one. Runner at second is Jake Zesker reaching on the air. Stroh kicks and fires another swung on and missed strike two. And it's 0-2. Going for strikeout number eight in the first three innings here is Seth Stroh. Looks in intently for the sign from his catcher, who is Lane Shires here in game two. And now we're ready to go as Wenzel steps back in. The 0-2 pitch from Stroh away. One ball, two strikes. Carson Cahoy would be next. Cahoy went down looking in the first inning. He'd like to get another crack here with runners on board in the third. Lead away from second. Altwine shades him over there. Stroh fires a strike three on a swing and a miss. And there is strikeout number eight out of the first three innings. No runs, no hits, one error, one man left on. Eight strikeouts through the first three innings, and it is scoreless. Home Federal and Carney runs as we move to the bottom of the third on ESPN. Lanny Carlson Motors, going the extra mile for you. All our vehicles are serviced and inspected, and we now offer ASC certified warranties on qualifying vehicles. Hi, I'm Karen Carlson. Stop and see my husband Lanny and his team put their passion of cars to work for you. We are family owned and operated. Don't see what you are looking for? Lanny will find it for you. Fast, easy financing available. Our philosophy? Work hard and treat people right with honesty and integrity. Stop in or shop online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. Proudly supporting Legion Baseball. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Kearney Baseball! You're listening to American Legion Baseball Action here from the Kearney Towing and Repair Broadcast booth at Memorial Field on KXPN Kearney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda with you. We go to the bottom of the third inning. It'll be Connor Clevenger, Tanner Johnson, Seth Altwine. The first pitch is popped up in the infield. How much will the wind affect this one? Headed towards the dugout, and the third baseman is coming in, and Trevor Johnson can't quite get to it. Just moved around too much, and it falls on the dugout fence. And Clevenger will live to 
take another swing. He was hustling all the way. He was almost to second base by the time that ball hit the ground. In game number one, Clevenger reached all four times. He had a 3-2 count in his first three at-bats, walked twice, was hit by a pitch, and then singled in his last at-bat. Clevenger will take a breaking ball in there for strike two. So it's 0-2. Tanner Johnson on deck and Seth Altwine in the hole will both have their first at-bats of the season as they did not play in game number one. Any 0-2 pitch to Clevenger, up and away. Fastball, ball one. So, so far, Jaden Jurgensmeyer has been in real good control. That was the problem for Grand Island pitching in game one. Too many walks and hit batters in the 17-2 Carney win. And here's a breaking ball that bounces off of Clevenger's foot. It's ball two, two and two. Center fielder for Grand Island Home Federal. Carson Cahoy also shading towards right in case he pulls it. Clevenger's pitch is slapped towards left. Backing up, backing up, backing up, and making the catch, Jake Zesker. That's a nice play by Zesker, and Clevenger really tagged that one into the wind when that happens to the off-handed field. If a left-hander, you go to the left field. If it's a right-hander, usually the right fielder plays in a little bit, so Zesker had to go back, and he is able to Pull that one in. So now Tanner Johnson, the first baseman, also a lefty, will stand in there. And the first pitch of his runs a career will be over the inside half for called strike one. Johnson, one of the two sophomores out of high school that uh, are on the runs a team and not the post-52 team. Jurgens Meyer swung on, and there's one hit into center field, but Cahoy tracks over, and he's got it. So two up, two down. Clevenger and Johnson both put the bat on the ball, but again, this is going to be probably what Kirby Wells sees and talks about after the game. It's not going to really matter. Their offense is going to struggle tonight against two top-line pitchers. We've already seen that, but the pitchers didn't throw strikes in game one, and Juergensmeyer is here in game two, and his defense is putting them away. So Seth Altwine to finish up the first time through the order. He's the shortstop with Stroh on the mound. Otherwise, Seth will be your shortstop. He'll take the first pitch for strike number one. And Jurgensmeyer, Jade winds and throws, and that just missed low and away. Ball one, one and one. If Altwine can reach, then Lane Shires would come up. Shires has been the only man on base. He drew a leadoff walk, then got picked off when it looked like he was ready to take off for second. And the pitch to Altwine, chopped towards third. Picked up and a clean throw. No, it sails over the head. Trevor Johnson sails it over the head of his first baseman, Mike Berman, and heading into second will be Altwine. So each team with an error, but we're still looking for that hit. And Altwine will head over to second on the error. And Lane Shires will stand in there. And just like that, a man in scoring position. Shires can put this one on the outfield grass. Carney would get an opportunity to take the lead, just like Grand Island had in the top half of the inning. But we are still looking for our first base hit of the game, and we're here in the bottom of the third, all scoreless after Carney won the opener 17-2. Jurgensmeyer pitch is hit into left field, should be handled, coming in with the win, taking it away from him, and there's Zesker to haul it in. So one base runner, but they get out of the jam, Another fly out to left. No runs, no hits, one error, one man left on, and after three, 
It's scoreless. Carney runs in Grand Island Home Federal. You're listening to American Legion Baseball here on KXPN Carney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years, and now you can take us wherever you go. Mobile deposit allows you to deposit checks from your smartphone or tablet with our free business banking app. And never pay for an ATM charge again with our MoneyPass app. It maps out ATMs near you that won't charge a fee because of its partnership with Five Points Bank. We're here to serve you in person and online, and that's why we're the better bank. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and product. From storm repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that has built itself on trust. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney. Voted best of Kearney five years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. And a proud supporter of Legion Baseball. Welcome back to Memorial Field, where we head to the top of the fourth inning and scoreless in game two after Carney Renza thumped Grand Island in the opener 17-2. Jaden Jurgensmeyer has done the job here through three innings, and we are scoreless. Neither team has a hit. Seth Stroh has struck out eight so far in the first three innings. And we will go to Carson Cahoy, who got caught looking to end the first, then Jay Gustafson. And Mike Berman, the only out home Federals recorded that wasn't a strikeout, was a sacrifice bunt by the number nine man, Alex Hinken, last inning after an error allowed Jake Zesker to reach first safely. So we're ready to go here in the top of the fourth of a scoreless game, and Stroh's pitch is swung on and missed. Cahoy kind of stepped out of the well on that one, and it is 0-1. The center fielder. In both games tonight for Grand Island. And Stroh over the top this time is high. Ball one. One and one. Again, a reminder, a ton of uh, Carney runs of select games here. We'll even have a couple of the five points in Jersey's games coming up, including next week when they have their home opener. There's one hit into the hole. Altwine throws it off the turf, and Johnson couldn't get the bounce. Let's see how they rule that one. Probably going to be an error because of Good th- if they'd have caught it, he'd have been out. But, boy, Altwine had to go deep in the hole between short and third. And reaching safely will be Carson Cahoy. And they are going to rule that a hit. So it is the first hit of the game for either team and only the second hit of the entire night for Grand Island. And Jay Gustafson called out on strikes the first time. We'll stand in there. Will he bunt? Yes, he will. It's up and in, and he fouls it straight back. Both times that batters have squared to bunt, Stroh has thrown it inside. It would have been balls, but hard to get out of the way. And fouling it away is Gustafson. Already obvious, not just Coach Wells, but all the Grand Island fans, it's going to be hard to score, so try to get him in position when you can. And the pitch. Is called strike two. He was not squared that time. Mike Berman would be next. Nobody out. Leadoff runner aboard at first. Cahoy with the single on the infield. Stroh looks over at him. 
Not a big enough lead to really be going anywhere. And the 0-2 pitch swung on and hit towards second and into the outfield. It just looped right over Grosskreitz's head. And they're going to try and go all the way to third. The throw from center field right on the money to Casper. But sliding in there safely is Carson Cohoy. Braden Anderson really threw a good one from a short right center field. And a base hit for Jay Gustafson on an 0-2 pitch. And Grand Island, for the first time tonight, has something going. With Cahoy and the throw going to third, Gustafson followed right behind him and got into second. Runners at second and third, and nobody out here against Seth Stroh. Now he'll really have to buckle down against Mike Berman. The number five hitter in the lineup. One of the eight strikeout victims will take the first pitch here as strike number one. So now Carney's got to be on their toes to, to be quite honest. They just didn't have a lot of balls hit in play in the first game. So the defense hasn't had to do a whole lot. Although they've got some new faces in game two, as this one's a little low from Stroh. Ball one. One and one. Trevor Johnson would be next. He reached via a walk back in the second inning. One and one with two runners in scoring position here for home federal. Stroh, fastball out. It's two and one. Away from third is Carson Cahoy. Away from second is Gustafson. And a 2-1 count now. The advantage for Mike Berman. And he swings and chops one foul at the plate. That one was inside. I'm not sure it would have been a strike, but he had to protect the plate. And it's 2-2. So a long way to go to get out of this without giving up a run. Got to keep the ball in the infield. Maybe get a strike out here for Seth Stroh. And the 2-2 pitch to Burnham. Is chopped at first, and it is going to be a foul ball. So we'll do it again. Two and two. Now, Tanner Johnson playing in at first for a play at the plate. Not obviously with two strikes are you expecting any kind of a bunt, but he's basically playing in on the grass, which is turf here at Memorial Field. Doug Duda with you on ESPN. Stroke 2-2, and that's poked foul. Down the right field line, and it'll sail out of play. Our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate of Kearney. There's no place like home. See Rhonda Johnson or Alex Beckman today. And as we said, a lot of baseball coming up, and we're pleased to be part of it and bring it to you here on ESPN. Minden comes in next week for Carney five points and jerseys, and we'll have that beginning at 5.30. Here's a curveball that Burrow will swing over the top of, and there is strike three. So battling to get the strikeout, his ninth of the ball game. And Trevor Johnson, who reached on a walk, stands in there. Stroh's ready to go. One out, still runners at second and third for Grand Island. We're scoreless in the top of the fourth. And a swing and a miss on an inside fastball to Trevor Johnson. Nick LaDuke would be next. He is the catcher tonight. He had some good hacks the first time, but went down on strikes. Next pitch to Johnson. Swung on and missed. Strike two. Was wondering if you might be thinking about a suicide squeeze here, but not after two quick strikes. And Stroh maybe just might bring him another fastball here. He couldn't catch up to the first two. The 0-2 pitch. Nope, it's a breaker up. Ball one. One and two. Cahoy at third. And Gustafson, after a solid single right center, is at second. And the 1-2 pitch to Johnson. Swung on and missed. Strike three. And Seth Stroh bringing the heat 
After the runners get to second and third, back-to-back strikeouts. Now he's got to get through the kitcher, Nick Leduc. He went down on strikes to end the second inning. Grand Island looking for their first RBI here in game number two after being beaten 17-2 in the opener. Stroh out of the windup and fires the fastball right by the swinging catcher, Nick Leduc. Jake Zesker who has made some nice plays, is next. If they can get a run in here. A one pitch. More fastballs swinging and miss. And LaDuke seems to have his eye on it. He just hasn't been able to put the ball in play. That's all you can ask right now if you're Grand Island. Can Stroh strike out three straight batters with runners at second and third? He's one pitch away from doing it. 0-2 to LaDuke. Wheels, deals outside. Tried to get the corner, but missed that time. And it's 1-2. and two. It's a good, good pitch. That's exactly where he wanted it. He wanted it just off the plate. And that's where it was. Shires sets up the target again. A little outside the one-two pitch. Fouled straight back. So not a lot of guys have put the base uh, bat on the baseball. And LeDuc finally does. One and two. Now can he send it forward instead of backwards? Scoreless. Top of the fourth. First hit of the ball game came in this inning. Back-to-back to to start the inning from Cahoy and Gustafson. They're still on base. The pitch swung on and fouled straight back again. Staying in play, our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate of Kearney. And a big thank you to the many fine sponsors like Optical Gallery, bringing you Legion Baseball here on ESPN Radio, Great Western Bank, Buffalo Roofing, and the Bike Shed. Scoreless top of the fourth. Stroh trying to get out of his first jam of the night. And it's high. Ball two. Two balls. Two strikes. Two on, two out, top of the fourth. We're scoreless between Carney runs in, Grand Island Home Federal after Carney blasted him in the game one, 17-2. Two-two pitch, up and in. Way high. Ball three. And the wind picking up again here as things starting to cool down, but you'll take about anything on this first opportunity to play ball again. Three-two pitch on the way from Stroh is just out as he took it for ball four. And again, Stroh kind of thought maybe he was there. He doesn't get the call, his second walk of the ball game, and that will load the bases for the left fielder. Jake Zesker had the only hit in game one, reached on an error in game two, and we are going to have a courtesy runner here for Grand Island. And coming in is Ace McKinnis. Down to first base. So McKennis in there just in case they could use his speed. So the base is loaded now for Jake Zesker. Big opportunity here for home federal. And it's high ball one. They had runners at second and third with nobody out. Now the bases are loaded with two outs and still no runs across. Altwine gets behind the runner at second. Nothing there. The 1-0 pitch up and in. Astro really has to buckle down, nowhere to put him, and he's down on the count 2-0. The outfield playing fairly shallow here against the number eight hitter's Esker. The 2-0 pitch taking all the way, and it is high ball three. So Stroh, who already has 10 strikeouts, is down 3-0. And now it's 3-1. The old automatic didn't take much. And he's just going to have to do that again and hope Zesker 
Grounds into an outer, pops one up for him. 3-1 pitch. Swung on and hit down the right field line, but twisting foul, and we are full, and this is what it all comes down to here. Bases loaded, two outs. In a scoreless game with a 3-2 count on the left fielder, Jake Zesker. Stroh winds, throws, and it's swung on and missed, and he gets out of the jam, and Grant Island leaves the bases loaded, but it took some work. No runs on the first two hits of the game. There were no errors, and the bases were left loaded. We go to the bottom of the fourth. Grand Island Home Federal and Carney runs as scoreless on ESPN Radio. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Lanny Carlson Motors, going the extra mile for you. All our vehicles are serviced and inspected, and we now offer ASC certified warranties on qualifying vehicles. Hi, I'm Karen Carlson. Stop and see my husband Lanny and his team put their passion of cars to work for you. We are family owned and operated. Don't see what you are looking for? Lanny will find it for you. Fast, easy financing available. Our philosophy? Work hard and treat people right with honesty and integrity. Stop in or shop online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. Proudly supporting Legion Baseball. Can Jaden Jurgensmeyer continue to match what Seth Stroh's doing? It's a little different. Jurgensmeyer is having Carney put the ball in play, and his defense is taking care of business, while Stroh has went the strikeout route. Again, all but one out for home federal has been via the strikeout, and that was on a, excuse me, all but two. Uh, one was on a sacrifice bunt. So uh, that is the only time that there's been somebody out without a strikeout. So Carney comes in here with... Their first hit looking for it in game number two after pounding out 17 runs and 15 hits in game one. And it's Brant Grosskreitz. He grounded out to second base. He'll take strike one from Jurgens Meyer. The 0-1 pitch grounded towards short, and it is picked up squarely. Wenzel throws it over, and Grosskreitz is out for the first one here in the bottom of the fourth. For Jurgens Meyer, he really gets all the way towards the first base side of the rubber. Let's see if he changes that up against the left-hander now. Seth Stroh, who would like to get on base and help himself. Again, Carney has only had two base runners in this game. A walk and an error. And Stroh stands in there. He looks at the off-speed and skies it into the air. It's going to stay in the infield right around the second base bag. And once again, your shortstop, Braden Wenzel, gets under it and retires it on the pop-out to the shortstop. So two up, two down, and Mason Casper, who popped up to second, his first at flat, will stand in there. Could be quick work here for Jurgensmeyer. His third pitch of the half inning is going to sail outside, ball one. Braden Anderson would be next. Then Will Richter, as Carney had the two, three, four batters up here in the bottom of the fourth inning, scheduled for seven. The pitch to Casper is fouled back. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate of Carney. There's no place like home. See Amy Johnson, Gary Rubicek, and the gang at Home Real Estate. Again, a big thank you to all the fine sponsors that are allowing us to bring you live sports action with American Legion Baseball. 
1-1 to Mason Casper. Trying to get something started here with two outs in the bottom of the fourth inning. Jurgensmeyer sails it outside. Ball two. So it is two balls and one strike. Wind shifting a little more from left to right than straightaway center. 2-1 to Casper. And he's going to take strike well, outside. Sometimes our home plate umpire, Dan Schmidt, signals with his right hand that it's outside. Usually that's the strike call, but instead he's just saying it's outside. So it's ball three, three and one to Casper. Only one walk, and that was to the leadoff man here, Jurgensmeyer. And this one swung on and fouled out of play. Three and two. Good night for the foul balls for the youngsters. Brought to you by Home Real Estate of Kearney. Now Casper 3-2, trying to go 3-up and 3-down again is Jaden Jurgensmeyer. Moving along here in game number two, and the payoff pitch to Casper is high, ball four. So Casper will draw the two-out walk and bring up Braden Anderson, called out on strikes in the second inning, but did have a couple of hits coming in in game number two. And we've got a someone didn't pick up the bat in the on-deck circle, so hustling out there. Richter will go grab it. And now ready to go. And again, Casper not the pitcher, so they're not going to courtesy run for him because he's the third baseman. So a very short lead, and the pitch is outside. Ball one to Anderson. They'll play him a little more straight up here. You're listening to KXPN Carney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. The opening night of American Legion Baseball. And it's high ball two. Two and oh. So a walk and now a 2-0 count to Anderson. He thought about it, and it's just a little bit up. Ball three. So 3-0, and for the first time, Jurgensmeyer is in a little bit of trouble. And the 3-0 taken all the way, and it doesn't matter. It's outside. Ball four. So a four-pitch walk there by Braden Anderson. And that will move Casper down to second, and we will have a meeting on the mound. In fact, Kirby Wells is going to come out there and talk to Jurgensmeyer. He has not been in any trouble tonight. This is just the second runner that Carney has gotten to second base. So a call to the mound here and a reminder that uh, we've got a lot of American Legion baseball action coming your way between now and July 31st. Again, Wednesday is our next Carney runs a doubleheader. They'll be over playing Hastings five points, and that will be here on ESPN 5 and 7.30. The next home game will be one week from tonight against Columbus. Then on Saturday, the 27th, Millard West comes in. They'll play Grand Island first at 1, and then Kearney at 3.30. Of course, Millard West, your state champs, the team that Kearney beat in the district final last year in high school baseball. They'll have another, and that's it until the 2nd of July when Lexington rolls in. Then they have a little time off until the 8th, McCook. They'll have Elkhorn Mount Michael later on this year. Millard North comes in. Norfolk will come in. We'll be looking at those games as well. As the conference on the mound is over, and now Will Richter stands in. Two on, two out, scoreless in the bottom of the fourth. Jurgensmeyer tries to take one outside. Ball one. Getting away from the fastball a little bit here and has been missing his spots with the changeup. 
Casper at second, Anderson at first. And the 1-0 pitch to Richter, swung on and off the end of the bat. Stays in play for foul ball. Strike one. One and one. Connor Clevenger it would be next. We'd hit a couple of left-handers here if Carney can keep it going with two outs. Again, they are still looking for their first hit. Both of these base runners are on via the walk. Had 15 hits in the opener. And the 1-1 pitch to Richter. Again, curveball. This one does catch the upper half of the zone. Called strike two. One and two. Richter grounded out to short to end the second inning. He's hoping he's not the man that ends the fourth. Opportunity to give Carney the lead, and Jurgensmeyer is going to step off the mound after looking back at Casper. Cahoy backs up in center, and now coming out will be the catcher in Leduc. Maybe Casper had been catching on to a signal or something and relaying it in. Not sure that that's it, but a quick conference on the mound. And Richter gets back in there. Down on the count, one and two. Runners at first and second, two outs. Scoreless in the bottom of the fourth. Jurgensmeyer out of the stretch. Low, and it gets through the catcher. And that will allow the runners to get to second and third. That's one LeDuc probably should have had. It was low, but I'm going to put that down as a pass ball. Casper to third. Anderson to second. And now the count, two and two. Richter trying to battle back here. Two runners in scoring position, and with the outfield creeping in a couple of steps, still anything that would ground through the infield would score two. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on and missed, though, by Richter, and Jurgensmeyer, just like Stroh earlier in the inning, able to work himself out of a jam here with a big strikeout. No runs, no hits, no errors. Two men left on via the walk. Carney still hasn't picked up a hit in game two after winning the opener 17-2, but in game number two, it is the top of the fifth. We're scoreless. Carney Runza and Grand Island Home Federal on ESPN Radio. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and product. From storm repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that has built itself on trust. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney. Voted best of Kearney five years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. And a proud supporter of Legion Baseball. It's time to head to the shed and get fit. The Bike Shed. Our experienced staff is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. Check out the full line of bikes, treadmills, and all fitness equipment, including pickleball. We service and repair all bikes. Whether you're a casual or a professional cyclist, we'll assist you with knowledge, support, labor, and even custom bike setups. Call 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Head to the shed for your bike and fitness equipment. Proudly supporting Legion Base. With our producer engineer back at the studio, Stacy Johns, I'm Doug Duda. As Jackson Worley may have heard as we came back, is going to be the new pitcher. Seth Stroh goes four innings, and in the ball game, he allows two hits. Now they've changed that back on the scoreboard to one, but uh, Cahoy and Gustafson were both credited with hits last inning. So he struck out 11 in those four innings, though. 11 of the 12 outs come that way. Uh, he did give up two walks in the baseball game and two hits as he goes four innings. But 
won't get a decision tonight as we go to the top of the fifth. And Jackson Worley's first pitch is going to be fouled straight back by the number nine hitter, right fielder Alex Hinken, who laid down a sacrifice bunt his first time up. Scoreless in the top of the fifth. Two hits for G.I., none for Carney. So Stroh, really good. And Worley, also a big, tall kid, fires it in there, swung on and missed for strike number two. Our call to the mound brought to you by Great Western Bank, making life great. As Worley set to throw the 0-2 pitch and try to continue the strikeout streak. And he overthrows that one, and it bounces in front of the plate. And away from Carney catcher Lane Shires, it is one and two. Taking a look at what Jackson Worley can do, he had a 3.94 ERA last year in 42 innings for Carney Renza. Curveball, it got in there. Bailing out was Hinkin, and it broke back inside and got him for called strike three. And so Carney with their 12th strikeout. And Rand Sanders, the designated hitter, he has went down on strikes both times. So Jackson Worley, one batter, called out strikes on the number nine man, Hinken. Now Rand Sanders, and then it'll be Braden Wenzel coming in for Seth Stroh, who had 11 strikeouts, and now 12 of the 13 outs have been via the K. Here's one that's outside, ball one. To Sanders. Jackson Worley. The windup and the pitch is inside for ball two. Again, Carney won the opener by a score of 17 to 2. Want to remind you on Saturday here on ESPN Radio, it's the running of the Belmont Stakes. It's the first jewel of this year's Triple Crown since the coronavirus has changed up the schedule. Then the Kentucky Derby will be second in September over Labor Day weekend, and Preakness will be third. And after getting the strikeout, now Worley has thrown three straight balls to Rand Sanders. So the DH will just take the 3-0 pitch for strike number one. And hopefully more live sports coming your way here in the very near future. Of course, the Shrine Bowl next month, fouled back 3-2 as Worley battles his way back. The Shrine Bowl just down the road at Foster Field, UNK, Saturday, July 11th, pregame at 1.30. Kickoff will be at 2 on 98.9, Power 99. Unfortunately, our Sertoma eight-man game this year was canceled earlier this week. 3-2 pitch. Sanders pops it up, and it'll come back and out of play. One of those that stays on the field or on the uh, concourse. Home real estate, there's no place like home. Sponsoring the foul balls, brought to you by Mark Shipperwright, Teresa DeLate. Another 3-2 pitch from Worley. And another one fouled straight back. So Sanders hanging in there, fighting through it, but he was up 3-0. Now it's 3-2, a couple of foul balls, along at bat here for the home federal designated hitter. Trying to find their bats before heading to Omaha this weekend. Another 3-2 pitch for Worley. And that one is hit towards right center field. Should find a gap, and it does. And it's going to get between the outfielders. And Sanders is going to round first, head for second, and he'll be in there with a stand-up double, the first extra base hit of the year for Grand Island Home Federal. Rand Sanders gets the one-out double, and that'll bring up Braden Wenzel, who's also struck out twice. That's the third hit of the ball game for Grand Island Home Federal. Carson Cahoy would be next, so 
Wenzel just trying to move him along and give Cahoy a chance here. Wenzel stands in there with that bright white batting helmet. And Worley stares in at Lane Shires, his catcher, and then steps off the mound. You could kind of tell that was coming the whole time. And Rand Sanders will now get his lead away from second. Outfield playing straight up now. Worley checks the runner out of the stretch. He'll fire the fastball, chopped towards third. Casper takes it on the second hop, fires over to Johnson and gets him. But that will move Sanders over to third base. And there are two outs now here in the fifth inning. And it's up to Carson Cahoy. Called out on strikes in the first, had an infield single to lead off the fourth. Was at third with nobody out but could not score as they left the bases loaded last inning. Once again, a runner at third, but now with two outs for Cahoy. And Worley, still out of the stretch, even though the runner's at third, fires, and it's off the end of the bat. Strike one. Jay Gustafson would be next. Cahoy and Gustafson had back-to-back singles to start off the fourth inning, but couldn't get him in. Scoreless here in the top of the fifth of game two. Carney won the opener 17-2. A lot different here in game two. Worley's 0-1 pitch, and again, off the end of the bat and drilled straight into the ground, and it's 0-2. So Worley out ahead in the count. Now it's up to Carson Cahoy. Anything but a strikeout, even if it was a, even if he can't drive him in, put the ball in play, make Carney field it. 0-2 now. Cahoy swings and misses. It's on the ground. Shires picks it up, throws to first. Johnson steps on the bag, and that'll do it. No runs, one hit, no errors. One man left on base. We go to the bottom of the fifth. Grand Island Home Federal and Carney runs a scoreless on ESPN Radio. Man, Cooper, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. Hey, Central Nebraska, this is Doug Duda. And as the boys said, landscaping can be hard work. And with life, school, work, and sports, who has the time? That's why I call the professionals at Johnson Landscape. From landscaping, sprinkler systems to design and install, Johnson Landscape does it all. And with their nursery full of fresh plants and trees, it's the only place I need to go. Ooh, this landscape is awesome. Good thing we call Johnson Landscape. Check us out at johnsonlandscape.net. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTech Restoration is here to get it right. SeaTech Restoration provides some of the most innovative and specialized personal property care in the industry, substantially reducing replacement costs. Each member of the SeaTech team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTech is also your home for custom flooring, hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpet. SeaTech Restoration Incarnate proudly supports all area athletes. And welcome back to Memorial Field, looking for our first run of the game. And for Carney Runza, they're looking for their first hit of the game. And they'll go 7-8-9 here against Jaden Jurgensmeyer. It'll be Connor Clevenger, Tanner Johnson, and Seth Altwine to get the bottom of the fifth underway in this scoreless ball game. And Jurgensen wheels and deals, and he'll throw a curveball in there, taken for strike one by Clevenger, who flew out to left field. His first at bat. Again, Jurgensmeyer has only two strikeouts, but Carney can't find the hole to drive the ball through. Well, been grounded a couple, hit a few fly balls to the outfield. 
but every one of them has been handled as this one's off the plate. Ball one, one and one to Clevenger. And the 1-1 one, one pitch to the lefty is drilled towards second. That's going to find its way into center field past the diving attempt there of Jay Gustafson, who's already come up with a nice play in the game. And Clevenger has the first hit for Carney Runza here in game two. So Tanner Johnson now comes up. He hit the ball hard, but right at the center fielder in his only at bat, Carson Cahoy making the nice play. Let's see if we get that bunt here, though by Tanner Johnson after the leadoff hit. He squares already. He does bunt it right back to third. They'll only go to the first baseman. There was a good jump over there by Clevenger. That was a great job. Nice bunt by Tanner Johnson. He'll sacrifice it 5-3 to three for out number one and put the runner in scoring position for the number nine hitter shortstop, Seth Altwine. Well, nope, Jackson Worley will be in there. So Worley came in so that Stroh could move over to shortstop. So a little bit better bat here. Worley, not your typical number nine hitter. He's got a chance to help himself. Curveball is skied into the air, and it stays in play. It's in fair territory, and the shortstop is going to come over behind third base, and Braden Wenzel will haul it in. So Worley flies out to the shortstop, and now two outs. And Clevenger remains there. Lane Shires will come to bat. I was going to tell you what uh, Jackson did in game one tonight. He was the first baseman. He had walked twice and was hit by a pitch. So still looking for his first hit. He also grounded out to short. Jaden Jurgensmeyer, one out away from keeping us scoreless here. Shires stands in, and he'll take one off the plate outside ball one. He walked to lead off the game, but then was picked off and then flew out to left field in his second at bat. But a base hit here would make it all right for Carney Runza fans. The pitch again outside and a little low. Nice block by LaDuke to keep the base runner Clevenger at second base. It's 2-0. With Brant Grosskreitz waiting on deck, still scoreless. Three hits for home federal, one for Carney. 2-0 pitch now to Shires. He's going to be sitting all over fastball. Pickoff move to second, but back in there is Clevenger. Both the second baseman and shortstop headed back to the bag, but it was Wenzel that handled the baseball. So a 2-0 count again, waiting as Shires brings it home, and it's outside, ball three, overthrew that one, and he knew it. That look of disgust on Juergens Meyer's face. He has three walks so far in the ball game. Had back-to-back walks with two outs last inning, but Carney could not score. And now a 3-0 pitch, and it's going to be called strike one. Looked like it was just going to keep sailing up and in there on Shires, but it caught the corner. So he'll stand back in there with another opportunity. Clevenger at second with two outs here in the bottom of the fifth of a scoreless second game after Carney. Easily won the opener, 17-2. The pitch to Shires on the way, and it is high, ball four. So, runners at first and second, and Brant Grosskreitz will get the opportunity. And that might be it. Kirby Wells is coming to the mound, and even though Jurgensmeyer has done an outstanding job, maybe a pitch count thing, it looks like he's going to go get Jaden Jurgensmeyer after only giving up one hit in the baseball game. Our pitching change is brought to you by our friends 
at Great Western Bank, making life great. We'll be back with more in Carney of our scoreless game in a moment. Play ball! Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney Legion baseball team. We'd like to wish all the athletes good luck. Right. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer business and agribusiness banking. Offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Well, after a long meeting at the mound, and neither umpire actually even went out to break it up, Jurgensmeyer is going to stay in the game here for Coach Wells. There's plenty of action going on down in the bullpen, but they're going to have Jurgensmeyer face Brant Grosskreitz with two on and two out, and he'll take the first pitch for a called strike one. Then Seth Stroh would be next, and they don't want any part of Stroh, even though they've retired him the first two times. Want to keep it scoreless here if you're home federal. Going into the bottom of the fifth inning, Carney trying to take the lead, getting their first hit of the game this inning. And there's one that's outside and away. Nice job by LaDuke to block it because Clevenger was ready to take off for third. It bounced in the dirt. It's one and one. Clevenger at second. Shires after getting the walk, standing down at first. Plenty of speed out there on the base paths if Grosskreitz can find a gap. The 1-1 pitch on the way from Jurgensmeyer. And he will hold the swing, but it's a strike over the outer third. And it is one and two. Stroh waiting on deck, the lefty, hoping to get a chance here in the fifth inning. The starting pitcher struck out 11 batters in four innings before Worley took over in the fifth. The one-two pitch out away again, an easy eye that time for Grosskreitz, two and two, and kind of hear the wind is kicking up again here. It had taken a break for about an inning, but now it's coming out of the north, out of center field, pretty strong again. Two and two, big pitch here for Grosskreitz. Jurgensmeyer checks the runner twice at second, now brings it home. Fastball fouled out of play, brought to you by Home Real Estate of Kearney. There's no place like home. Visit Robert Fitzgerald or Mark Shipper right today. So the battle continues. Two balls, two strikes, two on, two out. Scoreless here in the bottom of the fifth. Doug Duda with you on ESPN Radio. Can Grosskreitz break the ice here? It's a fastball high, and it's full, and that'll help Carney because they'll be off with the pitch, three and two and two outs. So Jurgensmeyer, most likely the last batter he'll face could be the last pitch of the game for him no matter what happens. And the 3-2 pitch, there go the runners, and it's popped up. And will it stay in play down the first base side? No, the wind will carry it about 10 rows deep into the concrete seats here. Roger Peterson would get that if it rolls to him, and yes, it does. I wouldn't want him to get out of his seat, but uh, Roger does, does handle that one, and he's hoping for a young kid to come get 50 cents to collect on that. And he finds one. So we'll do it again. Three and two. One more time to Grosskreitz. And this one is high ball four. The bases are loaded for Seth Stroh, the leading hitter on the ball club last year. Back-to-back walks for Jurgensmeyer, who had been under such good control, and now Wells making his second trip to the mound. And we will get the pitching change 
brought to you by Great Western Bank of Kearney, making life great. We'll tell you about the new pitcher, scoreless, but Kearney has the bases loaded with two outs in the bottom of the fifth when we return. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Kearney Baseball! Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTech Restoration is here to get it right. SeaTech Restoration provides some of the most innovative and specialized personal property care in the industry, substantially reducing replacement costs. Each member of the SeaTech team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTech is also your home for custom flooring, hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpet. SeaTech Restoration in Cart proudly supports all area athletes. Glad to have you back with us here on ESPN Radio. Key moment in the game now as Zach Kissick will be the new pitcher here for Grand Island Home Federal. He was the starting catcher and was back there for a long time in game one as Carney pounded out 17 runs and 15 hits to win the opener 17-2. to And now he'll come in and he is in a real jam to begin things here for Jaden Jurgensmeyer. He pitched outstanding, but ended up with four walks over the last two-thirds of an inning. He had two walks with two outs in the fourth, and now back-to-back walks with two outs here in the fifth. Four and two-thirds inning, only gave up one hit, struck out two, but did walk five in the ball game. It's scoreless here in the bottom of the fifth. For Carney, Connor Clevenger is at third after getting the first hit, hit of the ball game. Lane Shires and Brant Grosskreitz each walk there at second and first, respectfully. And now, here comes Seth Stroh to the plate. Usually, this would be one with a large crowd. You'd get a little bit of noise, but uh, again, it's pretty quiet here. For the most part, it's just supposed to be family only, and I think they've done that, although the crowd is here. Wind whipping into the face of the left-hander, Seth Stroh. And something going on down the right field line. Not sure what's going on. Maybe they're trying to get the lights on. Uh-oh. I see director Marty Albrecht down there, and I think that's what he's looking at. Although, by rule, you can't turn them on in the middle of an inning. <laughs> Probably nobody had even thought of that yet. And there they start to pop on. And so that's what's going on. The lower lights are on. Now the upper lights are coming on, and we're about ready to go as they give us the signal. So the base is loaded with two outs, scoreless at the bottom of the fifth, and Seth Stroh stands in there. He lined out to right on a very nice play by right fielder Alex Hinken to end the first inning and then popped out on an off-speed pitch to the shortstop, Wenzel, in the fourth. Now a chance to do what he does. 
come through in the clutch. And the first pitch from Kissick outside, of course, his older brother Trey, outstanding pitcher for Grand Island, currently with the Huskers, had his season cut short like everybody did because of the pandemic, but did get in a handful of games for the Big Red. And this pitch is outside ball one. No room to put him. And Kissick's 1-0 pitch is inside ball two. 2-0. and oh. What kind of patience will Stroh have in there now? A definite hitter's count. Will he be jumping all over this one from Kissick? The 2-0 pitch outside ball three. And what started to hurt Grand Island in game one may end up hurting him here in game two. There's no place to put Seth Stroh, and he's up in the count 3-0 for Zach Kissick. Stroh. Taking all the way, and they'll say it's a little high. Ball four, and without a hit or an RBI, as far as a base hit, we get a walk and an RBI for Seth Stroh on four pitches, and Carney High, or Carney Runza, we should say, takes the lead, one nothing, with two outs here in the fifth, and that'll bring up Mason Casper. Bases are still loaded. Could really wreck some things here for Grand Island if he could get a base hit. Mason flew out to the second baseman and then walked. And he'll take one here that's just a little outside and low, ball one. So Kissick, five pitches, five balls. Grand Island just keeping their fingers crossed. They can get out of here at one nothing. And this one is inside corner, strike one. Casper, that's just not what he was looking for. He nods his head in agreement, says, yep, that's a strike. Braden Anderson next if Casper can open things up here. one nothing. Carney runs up bottom of the fifth. Base is still loaded. And Casper takes it low, ball two. Two and one. Shires at third. Grosskreitz at second. Stroh at first. The number one, two, and three batters in the lineup all walked after a Clevenger hit. The pitch to Casper. He'll take it down Main Street for strike two. So two and two now to Mason Casper. With the bases loaded and two outs here in the bottom of the fifth. It's only one nothing. Big hit here would really open it up for Carney. Kissick needs to get the out. He delivers, and it's swung on and foul tipped at the plate. Duke couldn't quite hang on to it, and it might have clipped him on the hand or wrist. He is shaking that glove hand before he puts that catcher's mitt back on. And we will do it again. Casper, a tough, tough out, trying to battle and put this baseball in play. Carney just scored the first run of the game on a bases-loaded walk. And now Kissick. Zach fires it home, and it's just outside. Just outside for ball three, and now it's full. That was a really good pitch by Zach Kissick, but it just missed. So now the runners will be off again. Full count, two outs. Casper wiggling the bat, and here we go. It's grounded towards third, but it is foul. And everybody will go back to where they were. Real battle. You've got to feel basically the game's on the line. Home Federal has only really threatened once to score, and they could again uh, after Stroh's no longer on the mound. Worley's doing a good job in his one inning of relief, but Grand Island doesn't look like they're going to put up multiple runs. Base hit here might just be enough. And there go the runners again to Casper. 3-2. It's down and away. Ball four. Back-to-back bases loaded walks, and it's 2-0 Carney. 
So Mason with an RBI walk. And the merry-go-round continues as Shires will come in to score. That moves Grosskreitz to third, Stroh to second, and Casper keeps him loaded. Here's Braden Anderson called out on strikes in the second and walked in the fourth. That Kissick back to work. Fastball outside. Ball one. Two nothing. Carney runs a bottom of the fifth. Grand Island scored two runs in the first game on one hit. Same story for Carney in game two. The pitch. Anderson check swing strike anyway. It was in the zone. One and one. Great rounds today for Scott Gucheski and Brandon Crick on the Corn Ferry Tour. They're in the top. 25 after great rounds. Gucheski, 700 a day. And Anderson, again, thought about it, held up this time. It's ball two. Two and one. Will Richter would be next. If Richter gets to the plate, that means we would have batted around here in the fifth. The pitch from Kissick is going to be hit towards right field. The wind pushing it. It's going to stay in the field of play, but it drops foul as couldn't get over to it in time. Alex Hinken been playing right field. Zesker has been in left and Cahoy in center. So it's been a battle since coming in here for Zach Kissick. Carney's been fouling off a lot of pitches and they ended up getting some walks out of the deal. And again, 2 2 with two out and the bases remain loaded. 2 0 Carney. And Kissick kicks and brings it home to Braden Anderson. And it is fouled straight back. Our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate of Kearney. There's no place like home. See Lori Sierra or Ryan Bruna today. Again, a reminder, we've got Kearney and Hastings Wednesday from Duncan Field. The doubleheader begins at 5 here on ESPN Radio. Let's do the 2-2 pitch yet again from Zach Kissick. And this one is high, ball three. Anderson has been right there ready to lurch at it, but he held back. And here we go again, another 3-2 count with the bases loaded. Just can't afford another walk. And as that happens, the ball gets away in the bullpen. Kind of breaks some of the tension, so LeDuc goes back and gets it, throws it down to the Grand Island bullpen where they are throwing. So here we go again. The runners will be off on the pitch. Kissick out of the full windup, 3-2, is going to be popped down the right field line, and it'll drift out of play again. Anderson really making Kissick work. He is battling and battling to try and get another run or two on the board here. Braden Anderson has had a pretty good night, had a couple of hits in the opening game. Last year, Anderson was with post-52, their leading hitter at 432. Here's the 3-2 pitch. It is inside. Ball four. And out to the mound again goes head coach Kirby Wells. And although Zach Kissick's pitches would have gotten out better a team sometime, three straight walks with the bases loaded, and it's three to nothing, and we've got a pitching change coming. Brought to you by our friends at Great Western Bank in Kearney, making life great. Bottom of the fifth, bases still loaded. Kearney runs a three. Grand Island Home Federal, nothing. 
Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Five Points Bank has been proudly serving the Tri-City area for decades, and we are continuously finding ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. We offer the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Our innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Stop into the Better Bank to learn more today. A long half inning for Carney Runza offensively. Again, there were two outs, and Home Federal has still not been able to put Carney Runza away. One, two, three, four, five straight walks. The inning began with a Connor Clevenger base hit that just got under the glove, or the outstretched arm, we should say, of second baseman Jay Gustafson. He then was sacrificed over to second by Tanner Johnson. Advanced to third on a ground out by Jackson, or uh, advanced to third on a wild pitch later on, and then a Jackson Worley popped up, and then five straight walks from uh, Jurgensmeyer and Kissick. So Ace McKinnis is the new pitcher here for Grand Island Home Federal, and he's thrown a few to the backstop in his warm-ups. So we will see if he has any better luck here. And again, it wasn't like Kissick was wild. He just had a lot of pitches fouled off, and Carney really stroked Casper Anderson, worked the count on him, and eventually got the walk. So here comes Will Richter. He's grounded to short, and he has struck out, and he is the ninth batter to come to the plate here in the fifth. The only runs of the game have been here in the fifth, all on bases loaded walks, and the bases remain loaded as Richter is ready to go here against Ace McKinnis, who comes set. He'll throw out of the stretch with the bases loaded, and the first pitch is a strike taken in there by Richter. Clevenger would be next if Carney keeps the inning going. As the sun starts to set on really what's been a little windy, but it's overall not in the high 90s, so it's been pretty beautiful for this opening night of baseball. The pitch has popped up in the infield. A chance to put it away here for Jay Gustafson. He's under it. He's got it in the inning will finally come to an end. And for Carney Renza, three runs on one hit. There were no errors and three men left on. We go to the top of the sixth. It's Carney Renza three, Grand Island Home Federal nothing on ESPN. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Lanny Carlson Motors, going the extra mile for you. 
All our vehicles are serviced and inspected, and we now offer ASC certified warranties on qualifying vehicles. Hi, I'm Karen Carlson. Stop and see my husband Lanny and his team put their passion of cars to work for you. We are family owned and operated. Don't see what you are looking for? Lanny will find it for you. Fast, easy financing available. Our philosophy? Work hard and treat people right with honesty and integrity. Stop in or shop online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. Proudly supporting Legion Baseball. Brayden Anderson has moved to left field for Carney, and Cale Conrad has moved into center as we go to the bottom of the sixth inning, and looks like Will Richter will be the new pitcher here for Carney, taking over for Jackson Worley, who went one inning. And the first three men he'll face are Jake Gustafson, Mike Berman, and Trevor Johnson. Here in the top of the sixth, Carney has now taken a three-to-nothing lead with three straight bases-loaded walks in the bottom half of the inning. So that's where we're at. Congratulations to Danica Badura of Aurora. She won the Nebraska Junior Girls Match Play Championship today. That's two wins in two weeks for her. So we'll see how the rest of the things play. Grand Island's two golfers that were in the boys' quarters today were both eliminated. And we get things going here in the top of the sixth. Grand Island, just three hits of the ball game, but that's two more than Carney. And Jake Gustafson, who has one of those hits, will stand in there. He's one for two. He takes the first pitch for a ball and then rips the second pitch. That's one of the few that they've got a round on in either game tonight, and it's fouled down the third base line. So one and one. Carney won the opener 17-2. to two. And now have a 3 nothing lead over home federal in the night cap, and this one will bounce off the turf. 2-1 and one to Gustafson, then Mike Berman, and Trevor Johnson do up here. But it looks like we're going to get a pinch hitter. Sam Hartman is in the on-deck circle for Berman. So he played first the first game, and here's one that's popped up high over by the first base bag. All the way over there on the foul line to grab it is going to be Brant Grosskreitz, the second baseman, and Gustafson is retired. So Sam Hartman will come in now in the sixth inning ahead of Trevor Johnson to replace Mike Berman, who was 0 for 2 tonight with a couple of strikeouts. Of course, there was only one hit in the first game, so nobody did anything for home federal there either. And Will Richter. Ready to fire, and he'll miss the zone here. Ball one. For Jackson Worley, he threw the one inning. He had two strikeouts, 13 so far in the game by Carney pitching. He did not walk anybody, and he gave up just the one hit. Another pitch outside the zone, 2-0, and and the third pitch is high, ball three. So 3-0 and now to Sam Hartman. Trying to get some base runners going with just two innings left of work here for Grand Island Home Federal. And the 3-0 pitch is called strike one, taken all the way. Trevor Johnson is next. Johnson walked his first plate appearance, struck out his second plate appearance. Nick LaDuke would be next. He's also reached base. And the 3-1 fouled straight back 3-2. So... Here comes Will Richter after falling down to the count 3-0. He's made it 3-2. Our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate of Kearney. Doug Duda with you on this Thursday night, the 18th of June. 
The 3-2 pitch is called strike three and the first strikeout here for Richter and the 14th strikeout of the night for Carney Runza pitching. And nobody on two out. That'll bring up Trevor Johnson. He's the third baseman. And Richter is ready to go again. Well, out of the windup, he'll bring it home. Swing and a miss. Strike one. Johnson's been up there swinging. It seems like every pitch to him has just been right down the middle, and he's been trying to catch up to him, taking good whacks at it. He had to go against Stroh, though, both times that he was up. The 0-1. That one he takes, but it's down Main Street again. 0-2. Johnson walked the first time, as we said, then struck out the second time, and now he's down 0-2. As Richter tries to go three up, three down in his first appearance of the 2020 season. And the wind of the pitch, he overthrew it. It bounces in front of the plate, ball one. Sometimes either you try to throw a big, huge curve or you just try to throw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, and that one did not make it to the plate. But still up in the count, one and two. Johnson hoping to put it in play, and there's a curveball that stayed up, two and two. So tried to set him up with that 0-2 fastball by bringing that one up high, and it broke, just not enough. So now the 2-2 pitch to Johnson, and that swung on and missed strike three. So no runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on, and two more strikeouts for Carney Runza pitching, and that brings him to 15 strikeouts out of the 18 total outs in the game. We go to the bottom of the sixth, Carney Runza three, Grand Island home federal nothing on ESPN Radio. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Play ball! Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney Legion baseball team. I'd like to wish all the athletes good luck. Right. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer business and agribusiness banking. Offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Well, two totally different games, but in the end, it's going to be bases on balls that have done in Grand Island Home Federal. As we go to the bottom of the sixth, Carney runs a three, and Grand Island home federal nothing. Ace McKinnis is back out there on the mound after finally retiring the side in the bottom of the fifth. And just like he did to start off the last inning, Carney batted around, so it's Connor Clevenger, Tanner Johnson, and Jackson Worley scheduled to come up here for runs, leading it by a score of three to nothing, but still only the one base hit. If you're just joining us, they won the first game 17-2, to but all three of their runs last inning came on bases, loaded walks. So Clevenger, who has the only hit of the game for Carney, one that was just to the second base, right field side of second, will hit it in almost the same place, pulled it, but the first baseman will come over as Sam Hartman now and take it and step on the bag and take care of business himself. So the first man, Clevenger, is retired. Tanner Johnson is up. 
He hit one to center and then a sacrifice bunt to move Clevenger along his last time up. Handled a really good pitch to get the bunt down as well. And then we will have a pinch hitter in the number nine slot. Kale Conrad came in for Worley last inning, and the first pitch is swung on and hit into right field. It's high, and it's short by Tanner Johnson, and it'll be into the glove that time of Alex Hinkins. So two up, two down here. This is exactly what Grant Allen needs to have one more chance in the top of the seventh inning. And checking in, Kale Conrad. We get an opportunity to hit here. In the sixth. And the first pitch is called strike one. Ace McKinnis throwing strikes here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Carney looking to start 2-0 and head to Elkhorn on Saturday for a doubleheader scheduled for 1 or 11, weather permitting, as the breaking ball is outside, ball one. One ball, one strike to Conrad. Lane Shires doing the catching, standing in the on-deck circle. He's walked a couple of times tonight. Will he get one more chance? Conrad swings and pops it up, and that is high, high, high. Short center. In fact, the second baseman, Gustafson, comes up under it and makes the catch. So the number seven, eight, and nine batters for Carney Renza go down in order. After batting around in the fifth, they go no runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on in the sixth. And now it's up to Will Richter to get the job done. As we go to the top of the seventh, the last chance for Grand Island Home Federal. Carney runs at three. Home Federal, nothing. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and product. From storm repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that has built itself on trust. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney. Voted best of Kearney five years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. And a proud supporter of Legion Baseball. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Back in the Carney Towing Repair broadcast booth here at Memorial Field. Coming up, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. We'll have the final numbers and a chat with one of the Carney Runza coaches as we go to the top of the seventh. And Nick Ledoux, the center or the catcher, is going to be up to the plate. Struck out in his first at bat on a 3 2 pitch and then walked in his second at bat on a 3 2 pitch. So down 3 0. With three hits and a total of four all night long for Grand Island Home Federal. The odds seem a little high, but you never know. As Will Richter's first pitch is well outside the strike zone. Jake Zesker and Alex Hinken are the next two do-up batters for Coach Wells and Home Federal. 1-0 pitch outside again, ball two. And this is exactly what Grand Island is hoping. Maybe get a free pass or two, and Carney just can't have happened here to the 7-8-9 men's got to throw strikes. And Richter is high ball three. Three balls, no strikes. Will Richter 
Now has to battle back again. He got a couple of strikeouts in the sixth. And the 3-0 pitch working quick is right in there. Take it all the way for strike one. Now let's see what LeDuc does on the 3-1 pitch. If he's taken all the way again, they need base runners, and the count is in his favor. Richter winds and fires, and he was taking, and it is strike two. So from 3-0 to 3-2, and now we go mano a mano again. Three at-bats, 3-3-2 pitches to Ledoux, and this one is swung on and fouled back, just getting out of play. Brought to you by Home Real Estate of Kearney. There's no place like home. See Robert Kayat or Rhonda Johnson today. Three balls, two strikes to the leadoff man at the top of the seventh. Nick Leduc, we do it again. And it is swung on and popped up, and that one is also going to get out of play, but stay in the stadium here. So a long at bat here already for Leduc, but whatever it takes to get on base. For the third time, the 3-2 pitch from Richter, and it's just fouled back. It was a little high, so... It wasn't the best cut by LeDuc, but he stays alive. A nine-pitch at bat right now to start off the seventh inning. Richter gets the ball and fires, and that one is, oh, it's going to be called strike three. Kind of a delayed call, but the sound was made before the arm motion. It was right on the upper part of the strike zone, and a called strike for Nick LeDuc, and the strikeouts just keep Mounting, that's number 16, and here comes Jake Zesker, and he'll take strike number one. Alex Hinken next. That was a big call, keeping the leadoff man off the plate or off the bases for Grand Island. The 0-1. High, Zesker, who had the only hit in the opening game for Grand Island, reached on an outfield error in the third and struck out in the fourth. Now he's got the count even 1-1 one and one with nobody on and one out here in the seventh against Richter. Fastball, strike two. The story tonight ends up being the pitching. Carney's outdoing Grand Islands. Although Jurgensmeyer was so good for four and two-thirds tonight. Big curveball, and boy, does it fall off the table. Will Richter bends the knees of Zesker, and another called third strike, and he knew it. And down to the last at bat here. Will be the number nine hitter in the right fielder, Alex Hinken. Sacrifice bunt in the third, called out on strikes in the fifth. And Richter has it grounded into left field. So Hinken gets the base hit. The number nine man jumps all over the first pitch, and he'll single to keep the game alive here and go to the top of the order. Rand Sanders has the only extra base hit of the night for Grand Island Home Federal. He doubled with one out in the fifth, but got stranded at third. And, of course, Carney came through with those three runs in the bottom of the fifth. Braden Wenzel would be next. He would be the tying run. So still no damage at the plate. And the curveball is in there for a called strike one to Sanders. Had him bailing a little bit. 0-1. New West Sports Medicine postgame show coming up next. Will this be the last at bat, or will we have some excitement here for home federal? The 0-1 pitch to Sanders. Another curveball swung on and missed, and it's 0-2. Two beautifully placed pitches there by Will Richter. Going for the 18th strikeout of the game. And a doubleheader sweep here on opening night at Memorial Field. Will Richter comes set the 0-2 pitch to Sanders. Another curveball, but this one is down and low inside. 
for ball one. One and two. Lead away from first for Alex Hinkin, but it's not going to be much. Doesn't want to have any chance of getting picked off over there. So a very slight lead. Sanders still waiting in the ba- in the uh, batter's box, waving the bat. The one-two pitch now from Will Richter. Fastball high, ball two. Two and two. Wenzel waiting on deck. Richter trying to get that final out of the ball game. 17-2 in the opener, 3-0 here in the second game for Carney Runza. And now a 2-2 pitch to Sanders. Fastball bounces in the dirt. Off goes the runner, and he will go in without a throw. So Hankins steals second base. And it is now 3-2 to Rand Sanders. After being down to the count, 0-2 on two big benders. The 3-2 pitch from Will Richter. Fastball, high, ball four. That was just about an inch higher than the pitch that LaDuke was called out on, on 3-2. So now the tying run is actually at the plate. After Sanders works his way back from 0-2 to get the walk. Hankin at second, Sanders at first. Wenzel has struck out twice and grounded to third. Chokes up a little bit on the bat. He's the tying run. Can't imagine there's any scenario where he could get one out of the ballpark. The wind has died a little bit, but it would have to be up to Cahoy next, and he'll take the first pitch over the inner half for strike one. That was all heat. Cahoy, who actually has one of the hits, hoping to get a chance. A little two-out rally here for Grand Island Home Federal. Can they make it pay off? Richter brings home the 0-1 pitch now to Wenzel, and that's an off-speed right down the middle, strike two. So again, he's up in the count 0-2. Now does he just bring the heavy cheese to end the opening night of some live sports here in the Tri-Cities, or does he start pecking away again? 0-2 again. Wenzel with two outs. Curveball away. One ball, two strikes. And again, remember that uh, the pitches are being called from the dugout. It's not just what uh, he wants to do up there, but the pitches are being called by Coach Pocock. And when you get ahead of the count, you try to nip the corner. One and two now. Wenzel again. Here's the pitch. Fastball chopped back up the middle. It's snagged by Richter. He'll turn. He'll throw to first, and Carney sweeps the doubleheader. That was a nice athletic play by Will Richter because if it just bounces over his head, I'm not sure that uh, Stroh would have been able to get to it in time. And Carney wins the second game by a score of 3 to nothing on the 1-3 putout. And here in the seventh inning, no runs on one hit. There were no errors and two men left on. Again, the final, Carney runs at 3 and Grand Island Home Federal nothing. They won the first one 17-2 to sweep the doubleheader. We'll be back with the New West postgame show right after this on ESPN Radio. Five Points Bank has been proudly serving the Tri-City area for decades, and we are continuously finding ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. We offer the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Our innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Stop into the Better Bank to learn more today.
Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTech Restoration is here to get it right. SeaTech Restoration provides some of the most innovative and specialized personal property care in the industry, substantially reducing replacement costs. Each member of the SeaTech team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTech is also your home for custom flooring, hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. SeaTech Restoration Incarnate proudly supports all area athletes. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. And welcome back to Memorial Field. It is time for the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. In one way, the two games were totally different. And in another way, they were totally similar. In the first game, Carney had 17 runs on 15 hits. In the second game, they had three runs on one hit. In the first game, Grand Island Home Federal had two runs on one hit. And in the second game, Grand Island Home Federal had no runs on four total hits and then left a couple men on here in the seventh inning. And Carney sweeps the doubleheader 17-2 and 3 to nothing. Seth Stroh, Jackson Worley, Will Richter, and Richter gets the win as Carney scored the three runs in the uh, – let me let me re let me recheck that. I guess Jackson Worley would actually get the win because uh, he pitched in the top of the fifth, and Carney scored their three runs in the bottom of the fifth, and then Richter came in and gave up just one hit, one walk, and struck out four over the sixth and seventh innings. So Richter would get the save, Worley would get the win, but Seth Stroh struck out eleven batters in just four innings, walked two, struck out two, uh, excuse me, walked two and had two hits. So, again, Seth Stroh, four innings pitch, two hits, two walks, 11 Ks. Jackson Whirling, one inning picks, one hit, two Ks. And Will Richter, two innings pitched, one hit, one walk, and four strikeouts. For Carney, offensively, Jaden Jurgensmeyer, he's going to get the tough luck loss. Four and two-thirds innings, one hit, two strikeouts, but five walks. Zach Kissick came in and walked three in a row, and then Ace McKinnis came in and finished with one and a third innings worth of work and got Carney to go three up and three down in the sixth inning. Again, the final score, 3 nothing. We'll give you the overall stats when we return on the new West Post Game Show. 
Man, Cooper, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. Hey, Central Nebraska, this is Doug Duda. And as the boys said, landscaping can be hard work. And with life, school, work, and sports, who has the time? That's why I call the professionals at Johnson Landscape. From landscaping, sprinkler systems to design and install, Johnson Landscape does it all. And with their nursery full of fresh plants and trees, it's the only place I need to go. Ooh, this landscape looks awesome. Good thing we called Johnson Landscape. Check us out at johnsonlandscape.net. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and product. From storm repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that has built itself on trust. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney. Voted best of Kearney five years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. And a proud supporter of Legion Baseball. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years, and now you can take us wherever you go. Mobile deposit allows you to deposit checks from your smartphone or tablet with our free business banking app. And never pay for an ATM charge again with our MoneyPass app. It maps out ATMs near you that won't charge a fee because of its partnership with Five Points Bank. We're here to serve you in person and online, and that's why we're the Better Bank. 2020 is the year to see clearly, so let us focus on you at Optical Gallery. Dr. Mandy Johnson and her staff proudly provide personal, professional eye care for the entire family. From comprehensive eye exams to glasses and contacts, Optical Gallery is your trusted source for quality eye care. Come check out our large selection of name brand frames, including Nike, Kate Spade, Jimmy Choo, Oakley, and Maui Jim. Schedule an eye exam today with Dr. Mandy Johnson and be on your way to 2020 in 2020. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney, where vision matters. We'll catch up with uh, Carney assistant coach Chris Pocock here in just a moment uh, for tonight's contest. But going back and talking about what happened earlier this evening for uh, Carney runs in game one, Nolan Etherton came off the bench, had a couple of hits. Uh, Lane Shires uh, reached base all three times, one hit, uh, and then he was walked a couple of times in that first game. Brent Grosskreitz had two hits in the first game. Seth Stroh. Uh, he reached base three times and had two hits in the opening game. Mason Casper reached base all four times. One time he was hit by a pitch. One time he reached on an error and then also had a couple of base hits, a single and a double in that contest. Uh, elsewhere, Jackson Worley didn't have a hit but reached base three times in the first game. Nick Carlson uh, had one base hit in the first game. Uh, Will Richter uh, walked and had a triple or excuse me a double in the game no that was a triple and then Braden Anderson uh, came in and uh, reached base with a couple of hits in game number two Connor Clevenger reached base all four times and had one hit in the first game otherwise it was walks and hit by pitches and that was kind of the story the entire contest Kale Conrad actually had a hit in the number nine hole uh, his last at bat in game number one and then uh, there was just much better pitching in game number two uh, shutting Carney down uh, for Grand Island. Their four hits, uh, it was Rand Sanders reaching base twice, including having a double in the fifth inning. 
Also, uh, Carson Cahoy had a base hit. Jake Gustafson had a base hit. And then you had uh, Alex Hinkins step up and get a base hit here in the uh, seventh inning to try and keep things moving along. Chris Pocock uh, taking care of his media obligations. I'm what ready. was it like just putting the uniform oh. back on, buddy? Well, the game started at 5, <laughs> and I think I got here at one thirty. So uh, just to get ready for this, it felt good. I had to dig out the pants and the belt and uh, felt like normal out there for us tonight. What's the whole situation been like we talked to coach archer and and he gives us one thing i think everybody maybe looks at it a little differently but just what's this all been like not knowing if you were going to play no high school season then you get out here and everybody kind of thinks you're trying to cram this in to be prepared what's it been like to finally get here tonight once you know the practice for us the last two weeks has been very normal you know and coach archer of course you know he's gonna you know his expectations he's the same guy every day as you well know and so the hard part for us as assistant coaches and coach jvs is you make these developmental plans based on the spring season and when that got washed out we had a whole different set of of conversations about kids and development (laughs) and uh, how can we get better down the road. And we knew we'd have a good squad because we have returners. We have 10 kids back. Shoot, that first game we started eight seniors, you know. Um, But Coach Archer did a great job tonight. We got everybody in. But, you know, really the developmental versus we want to win every game. And so when you ask me what's kind of been a big picture, that's been a conversation we've had frequently is, you know, we got to we got to make sure we're we're getting kids their reps. Yeah. And I talked with a variety of people while this was all. Are we going to play? What's yeah. going to happen? I talked with Arch off the off the airway. I said, you want to win games. But the whole the yeah. whole reason is we want to play and give these kids chances. Yeah. That's got to be such a catch. Twenty two. You don't want. Maybe you're two sophomores. Yeah. They could be playing post-52, getting all kind of at-bats. Yeah. You want to make sure that you've got yeah. them up here doing something. And as you well know, once we got down there and we're calling pitches and we're making decisions and all of a sudden all those normal feelings are there, you know, these competitive, hey, we got to win the Cornhusker. This is Grand Island. we got to beat them twice, you know. So you're right. And so we had a real solid plan to get everybody in. And let's just be honest, GI didn't play well in the first game and gave us a golden opportunity to get everybody in and get him some reps. Yeah, you know, let's let's talk about the difference. I think yeah. I, I was talking before you came up. They were kind of the same and they were kind of different because in the end, it was walks that killed yeah, Grand mistakes. Island in both games and they yeah. didn't hit yeah. the pitching for you guys. Um, Mason started off so well and Seth was incredible tonight. I mean, your pitching was spot on for the most part. Yeah, I Mason's first two innings were dynamite. You know, and the thing with Mason, he's so experienced, you know, and he's going to compete his butt off out there. But what happens with him is if that inning gets extended, and it's really not about the back end total number of pitches, it's those pitches in that particular inning that gassed him. You know, so that third inning he got he got extended and got gassed. And Did he have trouble out of the stretch or Big not? time, big time, absolutely. And he and I talked about that. Yeah, no question, because he had been full, 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 full the first two innings, and life's pretty good. And 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 that's some conditioning stuff. And uh, you know, and he's probably not quite there, but. Uh, once he finds that curveball, he'll he'll be dynamite. And you know, you mentioned Sestro; he was ridiculous. I mean, we were just feeding fastballs. He's grown up so much on the mound. It used to be so raw and couldn't claw back from from bad counts, and now he's he's found it. And you know, and he you know, and he he's we need him to be that guy. And uh, you know, he just overpowered a lot of their a lot of their hitters, to be honest with you. And but the the best part tonight obviously all the pitchers did a nice job but i thought our relievers were 
excellent. Yeah, Jackson excellent. and Will and all the guys. Yeah, Braden Anderson yep. the first game, I thought he threw gas and, and really pitched well and got four or five outs. So, uh, yeah, that's that's that development piece. So we were happy to get Braden out in a real low stress situation. 17-2 to two in game one with yeah. nine in the first inning. You're yeah. kind of thinking – Oh boy, we got a long night ahead of us. Uh-huh. Let's let's keep our focus. I, I want to talk about maybe the most uh, pivotal point of the night before we let you go, Chris Pocock yeah, no with problem. us. Seth does give up a couple of uh, hits, one an infield mm-hmm. hit, and then maybe the first true hit there in the yep. fourth. Yep. Grand Island's got runners at second and third. Nobody, Nobody out. out. They don't score. Yeah. Uh, Seth threw some big time pitches in there, and I thought Lane Shires had a couple blocks because obviously when we got in that situation. As the pitching coach, I am I'm I'm telling Josh Redmond that we I have to get a strikeout here. You know, when it was second, third, no outs, I said we're getting a strikeout. So then we had to use some secondary pitches with Seth, and he found a couple and threw a couple curveballs because we were in some of the meat of their order there too. Um, but yeah, we had a couple nice plays there, and and you're right, that was a tip, a real pivotal moment. And I think we snuck Seth up to about 75 pitches, which is a good first outing, and. Um, as you well know, he's a strikeout pitcher, so where's the pitch count always going to be? It's going to be up, you know, And but you're right. That was a key moment, key moment, and uh, I thought Richter was was real good there. Got some bad counts and found a way out of it, uh, so it was fun. Golly, it was good to be out there. I, I'm not a big fan of double headers. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not pitch black yet, so I think they forgot. Maybe we got to turn the lights on. I saw Marty down there. Going, oh, over there. <laughs> uh, lastly, I had some fans ask me tonight, Elkhorn's got so many baseball. This isn't the power team that you're playing Saturday in Mount no. Michael with all the Division One guys. Do you know anything about them? No, we know very little about them because obviously we don't have charts on them from spring. And, and uh, Coach Conant, I don't think he's played them. Uh, um, it was just a team that was willing, you know, we've had some struggles getting those Omaha squads to play us during this, this unusual situation. And Mount Michael was, was eager for games. And, uh, we have a couple Carney connections there with, uh, Jason Christo's son plays on yep. that team. So of course, Monty's kid went to, goes to Elkhorn, but Jason's is, is there. So we have kind of a connection that way, but we hope we get to play. It's looking awful wet down there for the next three days, but we, we're, we're holding out, and that's why we were kind of arching out having a lot of conversations about pitching because we're thinking about are we going to play Saturday or maybe get pushed to Sunday. But, no, we know very little about Mount Michael, but uh, we've got some pitchers that need to get on the mound, Maracek and Higgins, some of those those younger guys need a pitch. So. All right, bud, we'll Thanks, let man. you get out of here. Thanks, All right. Chris. See ya. Have Chris a good. Pocock, assistant Thank you. coach here. They win it 17-2 to and 3 to nothing, and we'll be back to put the finishing touches on this opening night and the most important part, live sports, right after this on ESPN. Play ball! Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney Legion baseball team. We'd like to wish all the athletes good luck. Right. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer business and agribusiness banking. Offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTech Restoration is here to get it right. SeaTech Restoration provides some of the most innovative and specialized personal property care in the industry, substantially reducing replacement costs. Each member of the SeaTech team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTech is also your home for custom flooring, hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. SeaTech Restoration in Carney proudly supports all area athletes. 
Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Game one tonight. Carney had 17 runs, 15 hits. There were two errors for Grand Island Home Federal. Home Federal had two runs, one hit, one Carney error. They left four men on base. Carney left uh, nine men on base in the four innings that they were at bat in the first game. In game two, Carney three runs, one hit, one error, six men left on base. Grand Island, no runs, four hits, one error by Carney, and eight men left on base. Seth Stroh got the start. Jackson Worley got the win. Will Richter got the save. Jaden Jurgensmeyer pitched well, but gets the hard luck loss. And again, Grand Island Home Federal is headed to Omaha for the Burke Tournament this weekend. And Carney Renzo will be headed to Elkhorn Mount Michael. And weather permitting, some of that may move. Four runs that they're supposed to play Saturday at 11 and 1 o'clock. We'll be back with you on Wednesday night from Duncan Field in Hastings as Carney Renzo takes on the uh, Hastings five-point seniors at 5 and 7.30. And then their next home game is coming up against Columbus one week from tonight. And on the 27th, Saturday afternoon, we'll have the Kearney-Millard West game for you at 3.30. And a lot of history already in the short amount of time between those two schools. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. For our producer-engineer, Stacy Johns, I'm Doug Duda. Thanks for joining us for Legion Baseball, and it's great to be back here on ESPN Radio. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Lanny Carlson Motors, going the extra mile for you. All our vehicles are serviced and inspected, and we now offer ASC certified warranties on qualifying vehicles. Hi, I'm Karen Carlson. Stop and see my husband Lanny and his team put their passion of cars to work for you. We are family owned and operated. Don't see what you are looking for? Lanny will find it for you. Fast, easy financing available. Our philosophy? Work hard and treat people right with honesty and integrity. Stop in or shop online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. Proudly supporting Legion Baseball. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. 
It's time to head to the shed and get fit. The Bike Shed. Our experienced staff is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. Check out the full line of bikes, treadmills, and all fitness equipment, including pickleball. We service and repair all bikes. Whether you're a casual or a professional cyclist, we'll assist you with knowledge, support, labor, and even custom bike setups. Call 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Head to the shed for your bike and fitness equipment. Proudly supporting Legion Baseball. The proceeding has been a Platte River Radio ESPN Tri-City Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com.